0: Welcome to Liberty Monks Live. James Mundy here with Mike Mundy. How are you doing tonight, brother Mike? Uh nursing a bit of a cold, but we will get through it. Yeah, but you got like, a sweet radio voice now. I know, right? Yeah. Now you that Earl kind of, you- Jones has retired, I thought about being the new Darth Vader for like 3 days, but you easily could do I that. Could you sound up. just yeah. you sound now you sound just like him. Yeah. Um well, hey, I'm doing awesome. We've got an uh we've got a great opportunity to talk to a really smart Smart, smart guy who has been blowing the whistle on a lot of stuff with COVID. And um, it, it's going to be an awesome conversation. We're looking forward to do, to that. And um, before that, just want to point out to everybody that um, this episode of Liberty Monks Live is brought to you by the new Liberty Monks store. Don't forget to go to www.libertymonks.com forward slash store. Get all your freedom gear, ladies and gentlemen. Don't show these globalists you're not afraid to stand up for freedom and liberty by supporting your Liberty Monks stuff and stuff we got good stuff on there also by my pillow um go to mypillow.com enter promo code monks get your crazy discount on all the products great products at my pillow i can tell you from personal experience um the slippers the towels the mattress pads everything all the stuff is awesome but i can tell you the pillows are insane um just so happens to be our guest is actually a chiropractor, which you know he our next guest bathes himself in my pillow and <laughs> paraphernalia. <laughs> he has to because you know right. you must you must love it. But I'll tell you, I somebody who has had back and neck problems my entire life for the most part. Um I, I tell you sleep on that and it's completely different. So if you guys haven't checked that out, do so. Um I've had back and neck pain for forever and a day, and I do not anymore wake up like Frankenstein and uh I look normal. You just look not in the one. Well, yeah, I look like it, but not. I don't have to feel like it. Um, yeah. But anyway, that being said, um, we can get to the good stuff now. Um, we have an awesome guest yeah. just popping in just now, Dr. Brian Artis. Um, unless you've been living under a rock for two years, uh, this man needs no introduction. But I'm going to give him one anyway. Dr. Brian Artis is the founder and CEO of Artis Labs, was the first doctor in America to blow the whistle on Rendesivir which I have a feeling we're going to be having some discussion about this evening. Um, The non-approved FDA drug that Anthony Fauci made a protocol in the hospitals. Fancy that. I wonder how much money he made off of that, Um, which we know now is literally killing people. Um, And uh, he's also been a pioneer in researching and uncovering the origins of COVID-19 and who may have created it. So without further ado, welcome Dr. Brian Artis. Liberty Monks welcomes you, brother.
1: Liberty Monks, it's great to be here with you digitally. It was great to be with you guys in person, uh, uh, wherever that was. I remember it's been a while. Maybe Myrtle Beach. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it was. Good memory. There you go, Myrtle Beach. Yeah, we've been a few places. We actually travel every week somewhere and get on some stage somewhere and present or in a Capitol building testifying. It's been an insane amount of travel the last two years. Let me tell you what. It's only seems to be accelerating, which is good. Hopefully, we're getting enough uh, education and uh, information that people can use to make confident decisions on how best to move forward in the life of health and, uh, choosing what they want to do to keep their families healthy.
0: Well, you know, and, um, things are really heating up right now. Uh, the narrative is collapsing on itself. Um, you know, and I know you've been, you know, you've been pretty essential, uh, to helping people wake up, man, by calling these thugs out for their crimes against humanity. And, uh, a lot of people, um, you know, owe it to people like you so that they're armed with the right information so that they can figure out what the hell just happened and what is happening. Right. So we appreciate that, man. And um, listen, you've, I, I know you've got some, some things top of mind. We obviously have some things we want to learn from you tonight, but I also, I, I know that you have some things you, you guys are working on. Um, we had Tal Braun on not that long ago and he was mentioning some, uh, some things that you guys were doing together. Uh, would you mind just elaborating on some of what you guys have discovered recently?
1: Yeah, uh, thanks for the opportunity to be here. And I'm really, I think it's f- flipping awesome. You guys had Dr. Tao Braun on before me. That's awesome. <laughs> I think
0: it's <laughs> awesome.
1: I don't think anybody in the world's had Dr. Tao Braun on before me. Uh, usually it's when I drop his name and then tell people to go talk to him. But uh, he's been a incredible, incredible colleague that I didn't even know existed until the day before. I actually filmed an interview with Stu Peters that eventually became two weeks later, the watch the water documentary. I'd actually gone into my emails so, uh, and we can converse. I'd love if you have guys have questions or your audience, who thinks have questions, ask those to me and we'll leave time for that. Uh, but out of the gate, what, what's so significant about top Ta- braun for me is that, uh, and everybody should be listening to this guy. I just returned from Atlanta, Georgia, where I spent three days with him straight the last three days filming. A one-hour interview with me to discover and take the audience through the narrative of how I came to the reality that COVID-19 and the spike proteins, they call them, that are on the outside of this virus causing disease and illness was nothing more than snake venom peptides. And we were all lied to about what was actually causing all the amazing, weird, new, novel side effects of this virus. They were all actually side effects of venoms that they have learned how to weaponize and isolate and synthetically making factories. Uh, that was one thing that I disclosed in this Watch the Water documentary, and then my concerns about Venom being in the COVID-19 shots. And it's been an amazing opportunity. But when I went to film for the first time, that was five hours worth of research on my own, 16 hours a day, I uh, ripped that whole narrative apart, and then it was time to go tell the world. When I went into my emails, to the, the night before Stu Peters' interview, Stu Peters didn't believe me when I went and talked to him two weeks earlier. He said, uh, bring all your documents and then we'll film an interview if you really have documents. Venom being COVID. And I was like, all right. So I went home, printed out all the documents I had. And the night before, I just went into my emails and I typed the word. You know you can go in your emails and type a word to find emails? I just typed the word COBRA in my documents because I'd already sent myself every article online. I would email everything myself so I could just go in and easily find it in my emails. So I typed the word COBRA. I had two pages of articles that relate Cobra toxin is the spike protein causing COVID-19. I had two pages of just King Cobra COVID-19 research papers and publications at my disposal. At the end of the second page of my emails was this weird, random, listed email. It had like a name of a list. It was called the C19 Group. They're still together, by the way. But this whole group that I'm included in, is just a bunch of scientists and medical doctors and attorneys around the world sharing research with each other. I'm in it. I'm actually one of the admins with Peter McCullough, Phil Elias, Alexander. There's a bunch of us. But in that group, I had no idea that in July, all I knew is when I saw it at the bottom of my list, I was like, wait a minute, why is there a why is there an email at all with the word cobra in it that I didn't send myself? So I clicked it to see what it was, and it happened to be an email from this guy named Dr. Tal Braun that I'd never ever heard of. And this was from July of 2021. Now, I am printing this out in March of 2022. So it's almost a year later, and I opened it, and I was like, wait, what? There was a copy of his FBI letter that he wrote to the FBI, and he was sharing with the C-19 group. Uh, I think you all need to know this story. It's amazing because I read this letter. The letter says, this is Dr. Talbron to attention, this guy named Alex, who's the director of the FBI. And he says, right. Alex, you've been each other a long time. I know that the world continues to say in the media that this is a respiratory virus or disease, and it is not. It is envenomation. What is the FBI doing to research the Wuhan lab, and they're testing and using venom peptides, and what about you're looking into and investigating the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill's uh, gain-of-function weaponizing with Ralph Barrick in venoms? He's like, and if you don't have the resources to look into it, I will help you. Well, he only, I didn't know anything about the letter or why he sent <laughs> the letter to the FBI. All I knew was there was someone who knew this was venom before I did. That's all I thought. And then I realized, you two, that no one had responded to that email. Like it just went dead and nobody looked at it. He had the FBI letter and two infographics, and those infographics were it had a picture of a king cobra venom and every part of the venom of cobras that causes every single symptom related to COVID-19. And there was two of them, COVID-19 symptoms, King Cobra Venom symptoms and diseases. And I was like, oh my God, he already figured it out. Well, I emailed him back because I had his email, right? And I'm included as a recipient, but I never knew that email came to me. They send thousands of these every day. I don't have time to look at all of them. I'm doing all my own research anyway. So anyway, I, uh, I just e- emailed him back, hit reply. And I said, Dr. Tal Brown, I don't know who you are, but do you know, I'm, my name is Dr. Brian Artis. I don't know if you know who I am, but I need to ask you a question. I didn't even know this email ever was sent to the FBI or this letter. Did the FBI ever respond to you? That's all I wanted to know. Did they ever respond? And he goes, can I just call you? And yes, I know who you are, Dr. Artist. The whole world knows you are. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs>
0: so here's
1: my number. So we called and we talked that night before I flew to two to interview him. And this is what I asked him. I said, Tao, did the FBI respond to your letter? And he goes, yes. I said, what'd they respond with? And he said, three days later, I got an email back that said received period. Thank you, period. I said, said, what'd you get after that? And he goes, nothing. I said, that was it? Yes. And I said, well, what'd you do after that? And why did you send a letter to the FBI anyway? I didn't know him. All I know is under his name on the, on the letter that he actually physically sent them had his name and it said, U.S. National Counterterrorism Unit. I was like, what? Wait, why did you send this letter to the FBI? I don't know who you are. And then he tells me that he contracts with the agents of the CIA and the FBI, and his job is to prevent mass killings and educate those agents how to recognize, even with biological weapons, what's the cause of the killing and then how to prevent it. That's his job. No one on the planet is more ready to be aware of what's going on in this guy. So when I learned this from him on the phone, I was like, oh my God, wait. I said, wait, Pat Tao, if you knew this, how come no one responded to your email? Like in that C-19 group, Right. he goes, he goes oh, they did. I said, I don't see a reply. And he goes, no, uh, Dr. Peter McCullough replied privately. And then yeah. told me as a result of submitting that information to the C-19 group, I can no longer let you contribute to the group and kicked him out. So now no one could converse with him and he couldn't converse with all the people around the world. So uh, he was really bitter about that and really angry. And I was like, what? He did what? Now Peter and I fly around the country almost weekly, man. We're somewhere together. And I was like, I couldn't believe he did that. I was like, why would he do that? Like that wasn't really the the worry for me at the time. My next worry was what did you do after the FBI ignored you? And he said, I went to my buddies at the U.S. National Counterterrorism Unit, his colleagues, and he said, I don't care if the FBI is going to ignore me. I have to take this public. We all know that's what it is. We have to warn the world. They've weaponized venoms. His his, uh, counterterrorism unit buddies told him, Tao, you know, if the FBI doesn't want to converse with you about this, there's a reason. You have a one-year-old son and a wife. All of them told him separately you better put yourself into the witness protection program before you go public.
0: No kidding.
1: He got intimidated and he just went home instead and started working on antidotes to prevent the mass killings worldwide that he knows are the vaccines that have venom in them. And so anyway, it's just been an amazing thing. So, Learning from him that night, then the next day, right right as I'm about to sit down to film Watch the Water, I was still talking to Tao an hour before. I wanted to know everything he knew and anything I needed to know. And uh, there's only one thing different about Tao and I. I, Dr. Artist, am 100% convinced. This entire COVID pandemic was orchestrated by putting venom peptides synthetically made in a factories for decades in your water supply and you're drinking them and you're getting sick. And I'm convinced that's how they orchestrated making people sick, even on lockdowns in their homes, because you can direct through RIFD valves that they have underneath your city and in your neighborhood. They now have the ability to just send to your home, to your community, your neighborhood, anything they want in the water, even to your own house or one apartment. They already have that built infrastructure wise. So if you don't know about that. Read the book by Janet Felon. She actually educated the whole world on this 20 years ago. And actually testified before the Switzerland government and our United States government that there is a second water system under every city that has remote controlled valves for every home.
0: Get out of here. Well,
1: there's a secondary water main parallel to every water main that's being used. And she says this is a perfect setup for a pandemic orchestrated by all governments around the world. Put any poison you want and direct it at a house. And I was convinced immediately when I was learning about the venom aspect of COVID that... Like, for example, Zev Zelenko's Jewish community. You don't think this is a eugenics program? The fact that they even targeted a, eugenic, a, a Jewish community of 10,000 people in one neighborhood, how do you think they did that? You really think they dropped it from a plane and figured the jet streams wouldn't blow it somewhere? Yeah, right. They put it in the water, in my opinion, wow. and directed it right into their neighborhoods, and they all got sick. Yeah, no kidding. All right, so that's what I think. Dr. Talbron still. He knows they can put venom in waters and do this. He thinks it's a respiratory thing. He actually believes, in his opinion, it is a coronavirus that they have put these venom peptides with and then did release it into the populace. So he believes it is aerosolized. I don't. And it doesn't matter. We are both right about the weaponizing of venom. And if you don't know what the weapon is, it doesn't matter how it got in there. If you medical professionals around the world don't know what the weapon is that's making them sick or toxic, how in the world are you going to fix it? That's right. How are you going to, know nope. you're going to look for it? So that's really the only difference between him and I. He knows it's venom. Yep. I also know that there's venom in the shots. He knows even more. He's like, uh, just watch the adverse events that are being reported. He goes, I can tell you by the adverse events that are being reported, whether or not they got bee venom in their COVID-19 mRNA shot or scorpion venom in their COVID-19 shot or spider venom in their COVID-19 shot or snake venom and he takes you through all of them. So as a result of the only two humans on the planet who have been brave enough to even tell you the truth, I decided uh, after about six months of doing now, since the Watch the Water documentary dropped worldwide, mm-hmm. I've done about 600 interviews since then on everybody's platform you can think of. And I, and all of a sudden, about a month ago, I got this impression. It's now time to take the two guys, me and Dr. Tao Braun, mm-hmm and film a documentary that can be downed by everybody that gives you as many antidotes that we know are successfully researched, peer reviewed and published all natural substances that inhibit the neurotoxic blood toxic and cell toxic effects of all venoms. So that's what we did this last weekend. So over the next two weeks, wow. uh, we submitted screenshots, we submitted all our links to every research study we quoted. All that's been submitted. They're going to finalize that and put it into a documentary and it will live. It's going to live on my site. I'll push it out to the masses. We're going to reach out to everybody on the planet. Push it out to your audiences too. Why? There are some of us that uh, I don't care what you think. My goal and my intent is one singular thing to keep you alive while they try to kill you.
0: Well, man, so much more of this makes sense because we interviewed you right, like literally right before you released Watch the Water, we had an interview. And you mentioned bits and pieces about this, but you you couldn't tell us what, who the who the person was because again you were trying to protect that person's anonymity. It's fine. Yeah. Then right after that, like literally, maybe Mike, I don't know, maybe it was like maybe a month after that, we interviewed Doctor Braun on Liberty Monk's podcast. And what was fascinating is we talked about we talked about you in that podcast, I believe. We talked about the water, the venom. He backed up the venom, and then he talked about was so interesting. And maybe this, maybe this is something that you guys are going to uncover as you do all this research, because one of the things that he said, was in that interview and I'll never forget this. He said, look at the, look at what happened to people in the United States. And you know, everyone's having these respiratory issues and whatnot, and they're going in and they're being put on ventilators and the protocol. And I know you're going to get into remdesivir and everything about the protocol. But what he also said was this, he said, if, if it is aerosolized and that is indeed how people are being infected by the spike protein. And, and obviously the venom is the venom is that, right? That's what you're saying, it it's the, the peptides. Right. Yes. right, what he said was, this just, the virus is just one of the delivery mechanisms. And when he said that, I was like, well, Dr. Artis just talked about water being a delivery mechanism. Because the reason why he said that Dr. Artis is because in China, you didn't see the respiratory reaction. You just saw people dropping dead. Right, he said, oh, and and so, yep, that's exactly right. So all of this makes so much more sense now. Like you know, and and perhaps and again, I you guys have done all this amazing research, and I know you're going to continue to dig and dig and dig. But perhaps there's more than one delivery method.
1: Oh yeah, I believe it. In fact, uh, the whole reason why we're doing this, when I reached out to Tao Tao was really pissed that I had come to the same conclusions without ever knowing him. He hated that. Wow, really. It, he, He actually felt slighted by God a little bit (laughs) that (laughs) I was given this information that he was trying to get to all of us anyway, and then was just dismissed. So he kept saying, there must be a reason why God gave this to you. And maybe there is some timing to this that was necessary. And and I'll give you some of my feelings on what that is. I I never wanted this stuff. I never thought this stuff. I couldn't believe that this was something I was looking into and uncovering had no idea this is what i was what was going to happen for tau though ever, ever since the beginning of the phone call he said dr artist there's something about this that's very specific you're going to help me get this information out to the world and then people don't realize this but when the fall comes of next year his entire concern as someone who battles and fights and researches mass killings using biological weapons his main concern and he may have alluded to this with you guys is that the next weaponizing of venoms is what's going to create the die off that everybody thinks they're seeing he's like this isn't the mass die off that we are expecting the die off hasn't even started yet he keeps saying that even this weekend no no you are seeing casualties but the mass right. die off hasn't even started the next wave of how they're going to kill the majority of people on the planet was they primed a huge percentage of the world to have venoms injected inside of them called COVID 19 shots. Mm -hmm. Those who are vaccinated in the fall, they are going to start aerosolizing venoms and they're going to release them over populated areas and in subway trains, airplanes, middle schools, elementary schools, high schools, universities, workplaces, hotels, and they're going to do it in the air systems. They are going to release vaporized powdered forms of venoms. And he says and what's going to happen is is only those that are vaccinated when they inhale the venom into their lungs it's going to hit the blood that's inside their body that already has venom injected into them and when the air that contains venoms hits the inside of your lung tissue they're called alveoli sacs that's what draws oxygen in from the air and moves it into blood there's blood sitting in alveoli sacs to receive the oxygen So the blood on this side of the alveoli sac and the air inside the lungs, when they those two venoms hit each other, they're going to shred the alveoli sacs and you're going to bleed internally in your lungs. And your lungs are going to immediately start laying down scar tissue because you're going to start drowning to death. And your lungs will develop pulmonary fibrosis or cartilage or scar tissue, and only the vaccinated will die. This is how they're going to do it. And then he goes like this. Did you know that right now, Dr. Artist? This was back in March when I called him. He goes, Dr. Do you know that right now I can go online and I can buy a spray can of aerosolized King Cobra venom? You can just shake it in a can and just spray what? it. Yeah. He goes, that's what they're going to do. They're going to walk on airplanes. They're going to spray this stuff that looks like disinfectant and it isn't. It's actually venom. And then when only the vaccinated inhale it, they will start developing signs and symptoms of pulmonary fibrosis. If they don't get lung transplants, they will all die. They are going this is how they're going to kill the vaccinated and leave the unvaccinated alone.
0: What's the purpose of a commercially sold venom spray? What's the what? What's the purpose of it. Why,
1: why yeah. Are they... yeah, I'd like you to tell me what's the purpose. Yeah, I don't... can't think of one. So if you go right now, I don't know if you want to, but you can go right now on the United States Department of Justice website. <laughs> on the oh, United great. States Department of Justice website, type in U.S. Department of Justice, Conotoxins, C-O-N-O toxins. And it's titled weapon of the sea this is a little snail that lives in the ocean in 2012 it's still on the us department of justice website they actually state that the amount of snail venom they have made in factories around the world this snail venom this whole article right here just the abstract there if you can scroll up they say their concerns are it could be stolen by terrorists and be used as a bioterrorist weapon Look at that it says the most lethal effect of conotoxins in the middle the most lethal effect of conotoxins to humans is muscle paralysis of the diaphragm <sighs> causing respiratory wow. arrest and then it says down there conotoxins are at risk of terrorist use including alpha conotoxins and o conotoxins uh anyway it says but most are not a bioterrorism threat but they talk in here in this article when you open it it says there well you have to open it this isn't the actual article it's just the actual this is just a summary they state in here that they will just drop it from the air of planes like picture a crop duster they'll just drop the venom from the air and you will breathe it and and terrorists they said will use it over populated areas and when these people breathe it in it'll go into the lungs cause respiratory arrest and just so you know that conotoxin i just mentioned these are These are snails in the ocean that have a venom they inject into fish that cause immediate paralysis and respiratory arrest that leads to death of fish. Conotoxins, that venom that they say on the U.S. Department of Justice website they fear could be used. They say most conotoxins cannot be a bioterrorist threat, but they differentiated in the article alpha conotoxins are the one they're worried about. You know what's amazing about that? Do you know that in Italy in June of 2020, Italian researchers found that in the blood and feces of every COVID-19 patient, they found conotoxin venom in their blood and their feces, and they published it in July of 2020. This is the seventh month of the pandemic. They found 16 different shellfish venoms, including alpha-conotoxins that the Department of Justice says can be a biological weapon that causes respiratory arrest. They found it only in COVID-19 patients, none in the COVID-negative patients. Along with the 16 konos toxins, the snail venom from the ocean on land in COVID-19 Italian people, they also found 20 different snake venoms in the blood and poop of every COVID-19 positive patient. That included Chinese crate venom, Chinese king cobra venom, spitting cobra venom, coral venom, Brown snake venom, Russell's viper venom, uh, Chinese water moccasin venom—it's all in there. It's pretty ridiculous. Yikes! So, how did thirty-six different <laughs> seriously? Animals, how did thirty-six different animal venoms get inside of all of the Italy COVID nineteen? Right. How? How did it get into their body? That stuff's in the ocean. How did it get there? The world doesn't know this until I told you all through Mike Adams's interview yep. that I did right after Stu. Yep. In the third chapter, I talk about how conotoxin, snail venoms, they found back in 1975 was more deadly to humans than king cobra venom. So guess what we did with it? In 1979, we started mass producing synthetic conotoxin to use to make drugs. Now, look this up. Who's ever heard of the World Economic Forum? Me. (laughs) On the World Economic Forum right now, you can type in, on any search engine world economic forum kono toxins or marine snails and drugs they have a whole they have several pages of how the world economic forum is using scientists and investing money into scientists to figure out how to turn drugs out of conotoxins, venoms from these snails
0: have you ever seen and this is not this is it's off topic, but it's on topic. Um, have you ever seen professional slappers? You know the big Russian guy that just lines people. Like yeah, they go up against him, and he does this thing where he does wow. this, and he slaps them. They do it in slow motion, and you see the guy's face contort, and then you see basically his head explode. Almost. Yes. It would be really, really great. You know, it would be great if we just get that guy. Put them in a deal, like in a little room, and just line them up one by one and let this guy just haul off on every single one of these assholes. Just slap them (laughs) off. Literally, just slap them into next week. And maybe that will slap some sense into them before that, you know, before everything else happens to them, you know, once once everyone figures this out. But (laughs) that would be a pleasure to see, wouldn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah. Right now, actually, I don't know if I know this, but they're actually they actually have a drug right now that 40 million Americans are swallowing every day that's made from snail venom, these snail venoms, it's on the World Economic Forum's website. It's called Prailt, P-R-A-I-L-T. It's used Prailt. to help with that pain. It's a patented drug made from the venom of those snails, and you swallow it every day. Just like when I said you're just swallowing venom in water, you're yep. swallowing all these drugs made from venom. On the World Economic Forum, they have a whole page called Life-Saving Drugs from Snake Venom. And then they talk about all the drugs they're making out of snake venom that you swallow. Like the high blood pressure drug called lisinopril, half of that drug that 22 million Americans wake up every morning and swallow, it's made from snake venom from a Brazil viper. That's been sold since 1981 in a little white tablet you swallow. And it goes past your stomach acid into your intestines, gets absorbed into your bloodstream. It's the first ever isolated ACE inhibitor was found in this viper venom down in Brazil. Now they turn it into drugs. Well, they've learned how to figure out how to get people to, Take these drugs, like you see right here. They also have another page on here. They actually talk about all the drugs I'm talking about right now on this article. They also disclose this is the World Economic Forum, man. These people are so excited about drugs from snakes and scorpions. This Gila monster right now, they're making from venom. They're making venom from that Gila monster for diabetes. Look at this. They see that drug right there, Captopril. That's the half of the drug in Lisinopril that Merck owns. It comes from the the snake out of viper, the viper out of brazil you can read about it right there then you see prialt right there p-r-a-i mm-hmm. see the R-I-L-T. that's a drug derived from the venom of cone snails and is swallowed by 22 million adults in the u.s who suffer from severe and chronic pain isn't that funny oh, geez, <laughs> anyway Jesus. they are they are using venoms they love venoms They can use the good side of venom so they're trying to sell you right here but uh-huh. there is massive how many of us don't know venom's bad for
0: you? I don't know. Anybody well, it's no, well, it's well, it's no wonder the people that end up getting on these blood pressure medications and all the things that you're talking about, the side effects are horrendous. Yeah. No wonder the side effects are horrendous or call it just the direct effects. I mean, I hate the word side effect because really it's just a direct effect. seems like, but, um, that's absolutely insane so i mean i had, I had read that we had read that because that was one of the biggest points of contention that uh, you know the people that don't buy into this you know the, the venom you know being the problem they're like oh well they've been using it in drugs that's you're you're misreading all this well wait a minute why are they using this in drugs why no, in the hell are they this. using deadly toxic because it's clearly deadly and toxic when you get bit by a snake and it's a deadly enough snake you have to do something real 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 real, real, real quick or else you have not a problem. So who
1: who thinks, yeah, most of the people had no idea. In fact, I asked people to raise their hands. How many of you are on a high blood pressure drug? There'll be 4,000 people in the audience. Raise your hands. How many of you are on a high blood pressure drug? All these hands go up and I go, great. Leave your hands up. If you're on lisinopril, lisinopril is half of a water pill called HCTZ. The other half is that captopril from Merck that's made from the snake venom. And I said, raise your hand if you're on lisinopril. They all keep their hands up. It's the most widely used one in America right now for high blood pressure. And I go, great. How many of you know you're swallowing snake venom every day? And how many of you know, even watching this show, that snake venom by itself, it doesn't even matter what component you isolate and put in a tablet for you to swallow or inject into, inside your body. How many of you know that snake venom has this, these two factors called nerve growth factor and epidermal growth factor that cause cancer? in every animal they put it inside of including you wow nerve growth factor and epidermal growth factor are tumorous growth of your nervous system tissue and all other tissues in your body that they call cancers and the guy who figured those two things out his name was dr stanley cohen dr stanley cohen in 1956 identified this factor of snake venom that causes nerve growth factor tumors and masses of growth in your nerves of your brain and he won a Nobel Prize for this. And in 1976, he started a company called Gene and Tech. It's gene.com, G-E-N-E.com. Gene and Tech right now, his company, has seven anti-cancer drugs that you either swallow or inject. Every single one of them are made from snake venom. Oh, All geez. of these. Wow. So he figured out he could cause cancer growth with snake venom now they're isolating components of other venoms to try to reduce the growth of those tumors it is my impression and i'll get to this once this COVID 19 narrative is over i'm mm-hmm. convinced the cancer industry is based on venoms and their ability to cause cancerous growths and then they're manipulating and isolating venom peptides components of venoms that will target from other animals Those same cancerous growths they're creating with other venoms, and they're just manipulating our physiology with venoms. And they're doing it through having you take drugs every day made from venoms. And on the World Economic Forum right now, which a lot of people I'm sure watching this are aware of this group and hates this group and doesn't trust this group, the World Economic Forum right now is investing money in scorpion venom research. It's on that same site. They're making drugs to treat cancer from scorpion venom. Really. Did you know right now that England is making so much scorpion venom synthetically in labs, and then they dry it out into a powder form that they're now dropping it from crop dusters on every farm in England, and they use it as a insecticide. They just spray from the air scorpion venom to land on your plant so that when bugs get on there to eat it, guess what scorpions eat? Insects and they inject their venom into an insect, and it kills it. So when they go to eat the venom, they die. It's no different than yeah. you swallowing venom. It's no different. It's still poisonous and toxic. So anyway, to, to think that they're not using venoms is just an outright ignorance. And I actually wrote a text to a whole bunch of medical doctors, and I said, anybody wants to remain ignorant, you can remain ignorant, but ignorance is not bliss. <laughs>
0: no, no, not being up to the imagination. Yeah. So, So you mentioned... So I'm trying to get my arms around this. If So they're putting the, the venom in the shots. What yeah, does sure. the mRNA technology have to do and how does it tie in with this then? Is that, because that, they're calling that a gene therapy. That's the one of the precursors, I guess, of the reasons why you have antibody dependent enhancement where your body can't fight other illnesses. How, how does that tie together? Do you guys have clarity on that yet?
1: Yeah, let me read this to you. Actually, I'll show it on the screen. <laughs> That's actually from Tao Braun just today. Watch it. <laughs> this is from Tao. Dr. Tao. I just want to show you his response. Look at this. First response.
0: It's in it looks like it's in reverse.
1: Is it? Okay.
0: Yeah. Can you read it to us?
1: Sure. It says it's going to take another six months before the medical community realizes. That mRNA technology is just venom technology, like you and I already know. Now, just so you know, the other day I was with Peter McCullough, for example, and I was like, hey, Peter, I want you to type into your phone, snake venom and mRNA research. And he he types it into his phone, and then he shows it to me, and he goes, Doc, there's 446 peer-reviewed published articles on mRNA research with snake venom. I don't have time to read all those. And I went just like this, I didn't think you did. I just want you to know I already have. So when you guys talk about, I don't know if Dr. Artis is right, or I don't know if I could be at the event mm-hmm. where you're speaking. Just because you haven't looked at it doesn't mean someone else hasn't looked at it. Just so you're aware, I am concerned, just like Tal Brown is, that the mRNA technology they're using in these shots is actually venom mRNA from snakes or scorpions, in his case, be venom and spiders. If you look at research, which most lay people don't, if you go onto like pubmed.gov or type in Google,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: type in the words, unusual stability of mRNA in snake venom, it is the most stable mRNA in the world. It actually will not corrode or die. Even if you store it in a jar for 38 years, they figured this out in 2012. So when they figured out that mRNA by itself exposed to air, temperatures, it didn't matter, it's still stable. And guess how they figured out that mRNA was still stable? Yeah, you can open up that first one right there. Unusual stability of mRNA and snake venom. They figured that out. That it, that study right there shows 38 years later that mRNA is still able to be determined. And if you click where it says DOI, go up at the top. You see where it says DOI? Click that right there. Just click that blue link that actually takes you to the actual study. This is just a summary. but in that study they actually show you that uh, it is the most stable venom in nature. it didn't degrade. and guess what technology they used to identify if mRNA of venom is still present 38 years later. They used PCR tests.
0: <laughs> of course they did.
1: Now just say so you note know, for 30 years now. I have found research that PCR tests are solely used in snake venom research to identify venom genes. So why did they force the whole world to have to use a venom-detecting PCR test? Why? Because they had snake venom peptides that they were throwing on the whole world. And every medical doctor was like, what? We've never used this to diagnose viral deficiencies or viral diagnosis. Yeah, there's a reason why it was used for snake venom, weirdos. You just didn't know that. None of us knew it. None of us knew it. I didn't know it. I, had, I realized this later. So anyway, I wonder. Was, well, didn't, I wonder didn't, he,
0: didn't, didn't the guy who designed the test even say it wasn't designed to diagnose he's, he's, anything? Yeah.
1: His actual words were, this will not diagnose any respiratory viruses ever. Like, it will not diagnose a virus. It won't. And uh, then he real. died right before COVID. Yeah, that's right. Like, like
0: literally in August of 19, right?
1: Oh, he was murdered for sure. They, they, needed, they needed him gone because he was vocal. And is discussed yep. about the dishonesty of Anthony Fauci about the PCR yep. test. Uh, just in one thing. I mean, he got, this guy won a Nobel prize for inventing that thing. You don't think he knows the most about that technology. He created it. Exactly. He said it doesn't diagnose viruses, but it does diagnose. Venoms, which is interesting.
0: So you, so the people that have the shot and if, if indeed what you're saying happens, what Dr. Braun's saying happens in the aerosolize this, um, it's going to obviously cause a huge problem with them. What about the people that are popping pills that have it in there? Is that just, I mean, it's, is that just passing through your, your, your body and it's not going right into your bloodstream or I guess into your muscle tissue is, it is there a reason why the vaccinated are going to be more exposed versus people that are just ingesting it in pill form?
1: Ingesting what in pill form? The, 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 the venom. Yeah. yeah. Like the uh, blood pressure medicine or something. Right. Oh, right. So, yeah. so, just so you know, in Jan- it's a great question. January of 2020, for example, there was a group called Gene Tech, a company I already mentioned here earlier that Stanley mm-hmm. Cohen created. Imagine yep. my shock to determine and learn that they published an article in January of 2020 where Gene and Tech had spent 10 years mapping out the gene sequences of all the venoms in King Cobra's venom. And they actually state that they have found of the 139 toxins in the King Cobra's venom, they have mapped out and isolated 19 specific venom-targeting toxins. 19, and I remember that sticking out like a crazy. Mm-hmm. So you're calling this COVID-19, and you just published there's 19 organ-specific toxins that the venoms of cobras and all snakes make to target and kill their prey. Uh, ask me how I find that ironic. I don't. So you know, they found these uh, venom peptides. I, I was I was shocked by it, but there's 19 of them that target specific things they are learning and doing over the last 50 years, taking those 19 venom specific toxins and separating them out from the other components of the venom and isolating just one component. For example, that drug that lowers blood pressure, they just isolated of the 19 venom specific toxins, the one that relaxes blood vessels, the one that relaxes blood vessels, that's called an ACE inhibitor to lower, Yeah, there you go right there identified a minimal set of 19 venom-specific toxic genes that constitute the core of venom toxins. This whole study uh, and that whole company, Genentech, just, you know, Genentech was purchased by Gilead, who makes remdesivir, in 2011. This is why I was so concerned that they're just using venoms that Genentech uses and makes drugs out of venoms, and they just made another drug out of venom and called it remdesivir. It's just as toxic as every aspect of cobra toxin. So anyway, these are just some of those amazing amazing things what i'm convinced of is that all the research they're doing with mrna because mrna is so stable and snake venom more stable than anything else in nature it was easy for them to take that mrna knowledge of the research study we just showed in 2012 and then i found research papers in 2014 articles where they took snake venom mrna and wrapped it in nanoparticle hydrogel and even made it more stable well what do you read about in these shots that there's this nanoparticle hydrogel component inside the shots? Well, that's a it's actually encapsulating whatever mRNA they have inside of it. And then they took that nanoparticle hydrogel and they wrapped it with a substance called na- uh, Dynabeads. And I don't know if you know what Dynabeads are, but for everybody in the world <laughs> who was wondering why everybody getting these shots were suddenly magnetized. Dynabeads. Yeah. Dynabeads have been used. It's a patented technology from a company called Thermo Fisher Scientific. Dynabeads. This is what the people who created the COVID-19 shots have published in their research studies. They wrapped Dynabeads inside anipotical hydrogel, wrapped mRNA with it. And the Dynabeads are called super paramagnets. And they're <laughs> like charged so that they can wrap any genetic material With these magnets, and then when you inject it into somebody, because they're all like charged, they repel each other. This is DynaBeads. This is what's in the research papers by the two people, Cataline Carrico and Drew Wiseman, made the COVID-19 mRNA injections. It wasn't who you think it is. It's Drew Wiseman and Cataline Carrico. You can even type it in. Type in Drew Wiseman and Cataline Carrico and DynaBeads, and it'll pull up. In their research study starting in 2009, they used it. They used Dynabeads with mRNA to do mRNA gene editing therapy, paid for by Anthony Fauci's department since 2009. And they use in their studies Dynabeads, but do you know what they use to cleave the RNA and DNA to do their gene editing therapy using mRNA? They use snake venom phosphodiesterase to do it, and it's in all their papers. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason why I'm concerned. And then how many of you have heard? I love how you're looking stuff up over there, Mike. You're doing a great job. All right. How many, how many of you have heard of Dr. Charles Hoff, MD out of Canada? Absolutely.
0: Yep.
1: He says that of all the patients he gave the COVID-19 mRNA injections to, 60% of them came back with all these complaints of fatigue, myocarditis-like symptoms, exercise-induced lethargy, brain fog, all kinds of stuff. So he ran what was called a D-dimer test. And he said Mm -hmm. 60% of all of them had elevated d-dimers that he gave the mrna injection to and he educated the world because most of us didn't know that elevated d-dimers are used to look for blood clotting now i want you mike to type in medscape 2019 how to interpret elevated d-dimers medscape 2019 how to interpret elevated d-dimers because i didn't know what that meant i had no idea All I knew is he was saying it was blood clotting. But I was curious, what are medical doctors and lab technicians supposed to look for when you see an elevated D-dimer test that only the COVID-19 patients are having injected with the mRNA COVID-19 shots? And I was like, well, let's just look. Let's see what it says. Imagine my shock to read what it says. I showed this to Peter McCullough the other day. You know what he said after I showed it to him? Do you want to contribute to my next book? It was pretty funny. All right. So click these... um, yeah, click that one first. And now you see interpretation to the left in the column, interpretation. Click that. All right, scroll up. First five bullet points. Nope, look at the five bullet points. <laughs> okay, this is what to look for with elevated D-dimers. The first one, you're looking for a blood clot somewhere, thrombus formation. Number Wish two, Which that makes sense. Yep, you're ruling out a deep vein thrombosis, a big clot in your legs. And then totally the third normal. One, Yep. <clears throat> third one you're looking for any kind of anticoagulant to break down a blood clot <laughs> okay number four disseminating intravascular coagulation okay everybody the first four talk about blood clots you should go looking for and how to tra- the only one that even gives you a cause to elevate D dimers that's blood clotting is snake venom poisoning everybody needs to wake up people <laughs> Charles Hoff said 60% of all of his mRNA injected patients had elevated D-dimers. Medscape lists only one of the five bullet points that medical doctors need to be looking for. You all missed it, people. It's okay. It takes all of us. It takes a village. Go find the flippin' weapon, it is venom, and then go get it out. And so from there, when I saw that, I was like, whoa, I didn't even know it was going to be on there. I didn't know snake venom poisoning this is what causes elevated D-dimers. Do you know a lot of pushback came back to me when they said, "Um, Dr. Artis is wrong because COVID causes blood clotting and so does the vaccines and snake venom doesn't cause blood clotting. Really? Look at Medscape.com. They say, when you see blood clotting all over the body, look for snake venom poisoning. Um, Ignorance is not bliss and it really makes you look uneducated when you start making assumptions without learning or looking. I would never talk about something I haven't studied yet. So snake venom causes elevated D-dimers. My very next question was, who created the COVID-19 mRNA shots? And imagine my shock that it wasn't Robert Malone. It's actually two scientists at the University of Pennsylvania. And they're named Drew Weissman and Cataline Carrico. And I did this with McCullough the other day because he just hasn't had time to look at any of this stuff. And I told him, I said, just type in your phone, Drew Weissman and Cataline Carrico. And now that you know elevated d you need to look for snake venom. I said, just type in Drew Wiseman and Cataline Carico. and he looks at me and he goes, "In snake venom research." And I was like, "Why, <laughs> you? Why wouldn't you?" You're gro- <laughs> and, you're growing on him. And so he actually does. He looks it up on his phone. He's like, "Oh my god, okay. Uh, well, I'm going to come out with another book on the vaccines. Do you want to contribute to it?" And I was like, uh, "No, not really. I think I'll write my own book." <laughs> anyway, it just takes time. You just have to show people stuff. But uh, yeah. anyway, these two, these two people, Drew Wiseman and Cataline Carrico are getting royalty checks every month on these shots.
0: Wow. They're the ones
1: that are, names are on the patents of the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines. They're the only ones who have been funded by the NIAID department of the NIH, which is Anthony Fauci's department, since 2009 to do mRNA, gene editing therapy, and they use snake venom in every study to do it. 2009, 2011, 12, 14, 17, Every study they use snake venom phosphodiesterase. You know what's amazing about that component of snake venom? I've had to learn. Do you know snake venom phosphodiesterase isolated? It actually is the component of venom that predigests the animal's organs, so that by the time the snake catches up to you, if you slipped like ran away and fell over, mm-hmm. paralyzed little mouse or rat, it slowly crawls over there while the venom starts digesting your internal organs with snake venom phosphodiesterase and that's what they're using. How many of you really think they have figured out how to master controlling that substance <laughs> to only cleave or cut RNA or DNA like they say it does? There's no way they figured that out. So to me it's only going to create massive amounts of harm and uh, and we can talk about something else if you'd like. People have asked me, I've done a lot of Zoom calls with medical doctors mm-hmm. to bring them up to speed for the last 6 months. They constantly will ask me Dr. Artis, now that you've brought this to the world, how does it fit into the narrative we're seeing with COVID and the vaccines? Because they really want to know how I wrap this up. Yeah, I, said, right. I,
0: said,
1: I said it's very easy. And I'll do it with your audience if you don't mind. Sure. So, for example, I'll just tell you, Ryan Cole was on one of those calls. You know Ryan Cole, the pathologist out of Idaho? Yep. Yep. And he, he asked this question in one of the first meetings with like 30 MDs on there Richard Fleming, Richard Bartlett, Lee Merritt were all on there. They all want, they're all like doing an intervention with me.
0: <laughs> they all like
1: wrangled <laughs> me in because I fractured the movement. It's pretty funny. And uh, so, anyway, I did this thing, and Ryan Cole is like, All right, can you sum up for everybody here? Now that you've shown us all the information, thank you for all you've done and taking the time to do this. Can you explain how this fits into the narrative of COVID and what we're seeing? And I said, Yes, there's something none of you want to acknowledge. I said, but I've been doing it since October of last year. I said, they're specifically targeting diabetics. This is the eugenics program of COVID and the vaccines. But none of y'all are talking about it. Y'all all say that the vaccines per the CDC, and I don't mind them quoting stuff that the CDC puts out, but they stated at the end of 2020, they said 94% of everyone who died of COVID died with four other co-diseases or comorbidities. They right. call it. Yep. On average, they had four other diseases. Well, the truth is, the majority of them are just diabetics. And I said, they figured out how to target diabetics with a poison and a venom and it not affect other people to kill them. It will only kill the diabetics. (laughs) And they're like, and they say, he goes, how does this fit into the narrative? And I said, well, back in October of last year, I came out and I called the CDC racist. And I said, they continue to report to the media that blacks and Hispanics mm-hmm. are overwhelmingly uh, targeted by this COVID-19 virus. And only blacks and Hispanics are the number one and number two races ending up in hospitals and dying from COVID. And so I showed the articles in The Wall Street Journal, New York Times, blah, blah, that the CDC is relating this information. I said, and then I show on the days of the articles printing, I pull up covid 19s data tracker on CDC's website. And then I look at the audiences and I go like this, are they being honest? And when I pull it up for the same date of the article, it actually shows native Americans are the number one dying race in America, not blacks and Hispanics, but they never, ever, 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 ever once have they acknowledged that native Americans are dying more than any other race. And they are every week of the pandemic until now, native Americans are the number one, highest percentage of race in America dying from COVID and they won't acknowledge it you want to know why because they hate them that's why so they're racist they're killing them obviously with their program and now they want to kill poison and Target victimize scare the crap out of blacks and Hispanics this makes up the eugenics movement or movement in my opinion Ryan Cole's like okay I got it I said they're targeting diabetics that's what they're doing I said so if it's Native Americans, Blacks, and Hispanics that are the highest percentages in order, it's Native Americans and then Blacks and Hispanics who are dying as a percentage of a race in America more than any others. Well, go online and Google it. I, made, I make every doctor do it. Google online right now what race of people in America have the highest percentage of diabetes. Oh, None oh of boy. Them None of them knew it. None of I yeah. didn't know it, I looked it up. It I wouldn't Native have known that. Google it. It's Native Americans and Eskimos are the highest percentage of diabetics. And Ryan Cole starts shaking his head like this. He's like, he's like this. Uh, as I continue talking, I just ignored him. There's like 30 other doctors on there, but he shaking his head the whole time. And all I said was, now I'm going to explain to you how they're killing the diabetics. You ready? This is how they're doing it. I said, I'm going to put in the link. I said, I'm going to put in a link. Yeah, there you go african-american Indian or native american indians and alaskans the eskimos then you get down to non-hispanics blacks and hispanics so that's an order of the diabetics and this is who's we're dying not, we're people. not we're not even on there yeah we're, the whites aren't even on there nice. i really love how they do that non-hispanic blacks non-hispanic whites and i'm like why don't you just say white weirdos uh, so weird. I don't get it yeah. i don't understand why everything's in relationship to hispanics in america why is that no. I mean, I don't know why they do that. i was just curious. Why do they do it? I don't know. Who knows? All right. So this is what I want to explain to your audience. This is how they did it. And this is how they're doing it. In 2015, they did a research study and they took 100 albino rats and they separated them into two groups. The 50 healthy white albino rats, they didn't do anything to them. They're healthy. They took the other 50 albino rats and they injected them with a drug that induces Diabetes in the animal in 48 hours or less. Now, before I go any further, I need to make you all aware of something. I do this with all the medical doctors. Notice that in the study, they inject something into the mice to cause them to be diabetics. I said, I have said for 20 years now, the CDC's child schedule of vaccines, they are creating diseases with those oh, shots boy. to actually sell you drugs to manage those symptoms over time. Well, when you look at the relationship of this massive genocide program called COVID-19 and the World Economic Forum, the Committee of 300 Club of Rome's attempts to depopulate the planet mm-hmm. by the year 2050, that's the actual goal, 2050, they need to get up to a billion people. In order to do that, they knew, and we're doing studies this whole time, that if they can induce with a drug Diabetes in mammals, like rats, they can do it to your children and to you with vaccines. They're inducing populations of people with the CDC vaccine schedule, and they're injecting chemicals that cause diabetes and other diseases that they can then sell insulin, glucophage, metformin for the rest of your life. They did it with a shot. They know how to do it. If they know how to do it with animals in a research, they know how to do it in life with humans. We experiment everything on animals and take it to humans. This is all nefarious and evil. Then they took these diabetic rats in 2015 50 diabetes ones 50 healthy ones and then they took a sub-lethal dose of king cobra venom crude raw king cobra venom nothing isolated the whole mix up the whole mixture and they injected an amount that won't kill a rat so based on weight they inject every single 100 rat with king cobra venom a sub deadly dose all 50 rats that were healthy all broke out with a cough, respiratory hypoxia, low oxygen levels. They had diarrhea, fever, chills, rashes. And then within 72 hours, they were all better. They all recovered. Those all sound very familiar.
0: Yeah, Yeah, no kidding.
1: That's exactly right. So They overcome all of their symptoms and Mm -hmm. then they're healthy. They don't die. It's a sublethal dose. The 50 diabetics rats they just created, they inject the exact same amount of King Cobra venom. Guess what happens to them? 30 minutes later, hyperinsulinemia, the actual venom targets the actual pancreas. And then there's this massive swing of insulin, way high. And then glucose bottoms out. The, The rat goes into cardiac failure, neurology, coma. It goes into a diabetic coma and the rats died. Now, there was two swings that happened within one hour. Their insulin went three times normal. Blood glucose drops out. All of a sudden, this thing can't breathe. It's laying there about to die. And then 30 minutes later, their immune system shut off insulin production to try to keep it alive. And blood glucose went out the roof. That's when they all died. And that's exactly what happens with COVID and the vaccines with diabetics. Uh, It's because they have figured out how to weaponize venoms to target specific groups and it doesn't look like a eugenics program. So what have they been doing for decades? They've been sending lots of vaccines to Indian reservations that are not the same that they're sending to Dallas, Texas, but they're sending those same ones to El Paso, and Miami, and New York, and San Francisco, and they all create diabetes among the groups they want, which is Blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans. All of you that have been racially profiled and targeted forever. Remember, Darwinism, all mm-hmm. indigenous species need to be eliminated, all of them, in order for the human race to perpetuate. This is no different than a massive global holocaust, no different than what was experienced in a smaller scale in Europe in World War II, period. That's all this is. And they are learning how to weaponize venoms to target this. And that World Economic Forum article I just showed you about the snake venom mm-hmm. bugs, it talks in there about the different components how they can target specific receptors and specific organs by isolating those components of the animals venom that target and stop specific organs inside of a, a prey which is human mammals you name it that's how they're doing it. well ryan cole is shaking his head like this the whole time i'm talking i'm like hey ryan why are you shaking your head no me. And he goes, Dr. Artis, uh, you know, I think God gave this to you because you are a chiropractor. That's what he said. I think he gave it to you because (laughs) any of us medical doctors would think we knew something more than he did. He said, but I just want you to know, and the whole group to know, two days ago, I decided if there's really an orchestrated attempt, like a planned attempt to cause massive harm on the world, and the vaccine agenda is to create harm, or there's some nefarious plan being orchestrated he said i had a feeling that i could find it in research studies by defining what it is they're researching as covid goes forward right if you release a <clears throat> weapon don't you want to keep track of the data if it's working or not so he goes i went on to pubmed.gov and i typed COVID 19 and that's all he said COVID 19 and and hit enter and it will populate every research study and the numbers assigned to specific words tied to covid19 and he goes of all the things being studied around the world do you know what number one research published word in correlation with covid19 researchers and scientists around the world are looking at and studies number one is diabetes he goes he goes do you want to know what number two is he goes and number one and number two are like twice as much as the third he goes so i know you're right this is what they're doing he said the second most uh researched term and published term being researched in relationship to COVID-19. obesity. You know he says, do you know what it is? And I said, I do. do. You want me to say it? And he goes, no, let me tell him. He said, uh, it's blood glucose. Ah. Oh, same thing. Yep. Same thing. So diabetes and blood glucose, they want to see how is the body re- how are the bodies of all people reacting to their venom weapon? Is it working? Is it doing what we wanted it to? Yes. And even if it's in the air or in the water, as we call the pandemic, it doesn't matter it's going to be diluted there the real goal is to specifically inject it inside of you in a more concentrated form just like they did these rats in 2015 and figured out their weapon works and then all of a sudden all the doctors go like this well dr artist thanks for all the info you're amazing thank you and then they hold up their nicotine packs and go we know you're right all along i'm not kidding and i'm like what you people you knew the whole time they're like yeah we just needed you to tell us show us all to us i'm like oh, my goodness like i was some kind of lone gun john wayne out there just firing at all anybody right. oh i was really i'm really confident and really sure this is what's going on so you can't really you can't you really can't fight it you can't really argue with it you just have to go look at it once you look at it you'll see it you'll see what the chinese researchers in january of 2020 the french scientists and geneticists in april of 2020 and the italy researchers in june of 2020 they all found the same thing. It's all venom from snakes, is what they said, that makes up COVID-19 spike proteins. The only thing different with the Italy researchers, they said it wasn't two snake venoms, it was 20 different snake venoms and 16 different shellfish venoms. One of those venoms, you want me to show it to you? Can I share a screen here?
0: What yeah, like yeah, it? absolutely.
1: How do I do it with this program, do you know?
0: Do I should be a. should be a... Uh... Oh, that's your camera.
1: I put settings.
0: This should oh, wait, be I'm a share. This should be a share button at the bottom.
1: I didn't turn it off, did I? Am I still on here?
0: Your camera is gone. Your voice is there, but you—I can't. We can't see you anymore.
1: Where'd my face go?
0: There should be a camera button on the bottom left.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, there it is. All right, here we go. Let me see if I put me back on there. Hey, there we go. There you go. All, all right, back. so now I, I, and then, can I ah, just go turn over? it off? Turn it off. Yeah, turn it off. <laughs> turn it
0: off.
1: You're getting all sweaty, hot. Okay,
0: so you if you up? click, No? So you should see, you see the share button at the bottom? I
1: actually don't see any. If share not,
0: if there's three. There should be three little dots next to the camera button. If you have that, you can click. You can click that, and there, it'll give you a uh, menu. No. Nope. Not we lost your camera again. Yeah, that's okay.
1: Now I know how to turn it back on, okay. <laughs>
0: hopefully.
1: Did I turn it back on? Oh, jeez, Nope. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> okay, so I just want you to know that there was an... Well, you can look it up, Mike. Yeah, yeah. I'll try. Look up, just Google toxin-like peptides, Italy.
0: Well, Mike's looking that up. Agenda 2030, the World Economic COVID-19. Forum, Indicates that you're going to own nothing and like it, including personal property and land. I'm sure it's just a wild, wild and crazy coincidence that Native Americans happen to own on those reservations. Some, if not the most valuable land on earth because of the resources that it sits on, including the water tables. I wonder, I I just wonder why why that would be the, the situation, why they would target Native Americans. It's just so weird. I'm sure there's no co- I'm sure there's just a coincidence, right?
1: Total coincidence, obviously. Yeah, they want <laughs> you to land. God. You can click that first link underneath the scholarly articles. Keep going down to the next first link. Nope, down, 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 down. Right there. The, yeah, the first one that's just by itself. Nope. Keep going. Nope. Go back. So you see where it says toxin-like peptides and plasma, urine, and fecal samples. Click that. And there now you
0: click go the, national of medicine.
1: Now click that blue link at the DOI button right there. And this will bring up the article. So this was actually published October of 2021. (laughs) I find this very interesting. It took a year and three months for them to actually approve this article because it exposes the 36 venoms found in COVID-19 patients. It took from June 2020 all the way till October of 2021 to get the authors to sign off on this. Did it open? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe it'll open. Did you click it? You all I see it? is
0: all I see. No, all we see is the uh, initial thing you clicked on. Oh, hold on. Well, that's goofy. Put your technology wizardry to the test. All right, let me try this again. It's, I, I was looking <laughs> at it. Inside,
1: inside that study. It shows four charts, and those four charts have the thirty-six venoms in it. Oh, there you go. There, there you it go. Is. Yeah. So you keep scrolling down. Keep scrolling down. Yep, there's your introduction keep on going yeah tells you how they figured it out okay now click that table one yep click that thing all right here we go ready (laughs) look all the way to the right on this chart first snake venom malayan crate you see that yeah and they tell you exactly what component of the venom of that snake is in this person's urine and feces and blood And you'll see it over here. You see protein name column. That's called a Kunitz-type serine protease. This is one of the things (laughs) COVID-19 supposedly does in the human body. Actually, it's crate venom that does that. And then go back to the right. The far right actually shows you each of the names of the snake venoms they found. Right below Malayan crate is banded crate venom, only in the COVID-19 patients. Go to below there, Chinese cobra Go below there, Malayan spitting cobra venom. How'd that get into COVID-19 patients in Italy? And then go to, uh, yeah, keep going. That's great. Now, I do want to stay somewhere, please. Stay where you are on that one snake. Let's look at the spitting cobra. If you go all the way to the left, in the middle, you'll see something called phospholipase A2. You see that? And it's abbreviated PLA2. See that?
0: Yep. Right there.
1: That is called phospholipase A2, and it is a component of king cobra venom and other venoms of snakes. That is the one enzyme they found in COVID-19 patients, every single one of them that died from COVID in hospitals. They found that element that's found in this king cobra and in these Italy patients. They found that's the one marker in COVID-19 patients that kills them, is that thing. Now, don't forget PLA2. Now keep scanning and let's just look at the names of the different types of snake venoms in Italy patients. You've got coastal Taipan. You've got Eastern Brown snake. There's four of them there in a row. Now let's go to the next chart. Keep going. There we go. Here we go. Here's more snakes. All right. So we've got the Joraka. I don't even know what that Viper is, but it's a Viper. And you've got, I don't even know water snakes, Chinese water moccasins. See that right there. (laughs) King Cobra again. Yeah. You see these other snakes below there now the pink one's awesome to me look at the name of this venom of a starfish
0: starfish yeah
1: it's called the crown of Thorn starfish and look what it is it's a phospholipase a2 you'll see it all the way to the left there pla2 and now the next ones remember we pulled up the u.s department of justice and that mm-hmm. conotoxin yep. being used as a bioterrorist weapon there's the 15 different conotoxins they found in the poop These are marine snail venoms that they found inside of COVID-19 patients, blood and their feces. You two and anyone watching this, how in the Hades did all of these venoms get into only COVID-19 patients and not in any of the PCR negative COVID-19 patients? Now, Now, let's focus on this phospholipase A2. This is very, very, very important. And then I may need to wrap this up and maybe your audience is already bored. All right, let's go to Mike. I doubt it you're going to go online and now you're going to type remember this phospholipase a2 you got to remember this now mike i want you to look up google university of arizona like venom coursing through the body now as he's looking that up the university of arizona decided to contact two healthcare systems last summer in 2021 and they got the blood from 300 people who died from covid supposedly and they ran their blood to see what do they all have in common that might be killing them and they figured out there's one thing in their blood that is 20 times the normal level than you would ever see in a human and look at their published article university of arizona actually titles the article like venom coursing through the body that's the name of the article they said when they looked at this they were like oh my god it looks like venom And then it even says on the subtitle, yeah, there you go. Like venom coursing through the body. Click that one. Look at this article. Look at this. Like venom coursing through the body. Researchers identify the mechanism driving COVID-19 mortality. Look at this. Researchers have identified the key molecular mechanism responsible for COVID-19 death, an enzyme related to neurotoxins found in rattlesnake venom. Okay, people. If COVID-19 is not venom, why are they finding this stuff? Now, this is what you're going to do, Mike. You see that first red study button? That's the study they're referencing. Nope, go up. In that first paragraph, it says study. Click it. Let's look at what the key mechanism is. What is the what is the element in rattlesnake venom that they found is at 20 times the normal level they've ever seen inside of humans. That's actually found in rattlesnake venom. Go figure. Wait you see the title of this article. It's pretty amazing. They tell you, this is what we found. <laughs> and then it was so shocking to them, they couldn't even help but tell the world, it looks like venom coursing through the body.
0: Good and then when you get
1: that Italy chart, and you recognize what they are. Look, what's the actual?
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: It's secreted phospholipase A2. Well, in this research study, they actually tell you that thing secreted phospholipase A2 that I just showed you in the Italy study was a component of different venoms of snakes and Kono snails in COVID-19 patients. In this study, they disclose that phospholipase A2, I'll let everybody read that at home. That study says phospholipase A2 was first ever isolated and discovered in King Cobra venom. No way. No way. Cobra toxin was listed as the number one number one and number two spike protein on sars cov2 spike protein is actually another word for snake venom peptide that's really all it is it is snake proteins that's what venoms are snake proteins they literally took out the n and a and snake and replaced it with pi and called it spike proteins and i don't know if you know this i find this i I do not find this (laughs) ironic snake venom depletes sodium from the human body it shuts down your kidneys and your heart from functioning. That's what it does to damage the kidneys. Imagine remdesivir now. It shuts down the kidneys. Yep. You take sodium out of the body whenever venom is introduced. Do you know what the... Uh, check us out. Do you know what the periodic table of elements symbol for <laughs> sodium is? Isn't it N-A? It's N-A. They took yeah. the N-A out of snake and replaced it with pi, and it says spike protein. It's actually snake Proteins. It always has been, always will be. It's just what it is. Well,
0: Protein it's interesting. Say, it's interesting. It you have all this data, and nobody will on the other side of the fence will debate you, yeah, you or anybody else.
1: else. You want to know why? Because they're all writing books, and now they realize their narrative's wrong and they feel embarrassed and humiliated. And that's okay. Yep. You don't need to feel humiliated. We didn't start speaking out to sell books. That's right. Or to build a social following. That's we right. actually had thought. Stepped up to save people's lives who are being bullied, coerced, and absolutely lied to. And then poisoned. Why don't you just acknowledge that you were wrong about something? That's okay. If I'm found out to be wrong about the water, so what? At least right. we know it's the venom. I just right. said I think that's how they're doing it. Well, right. okay. How, you only get in your body a poison by either eating it, drinking yep. it, or breathing it in, or that's slapping right. it on your skin. That's the only way. So pick one of them. They're getting this weapon into you, and they know how to do it.
0: If, if if clotting is the major problem, as you've indicated and as we've seen now in all the things that we've just looked at, if it's clotting, are anticoagulants something that could help people? Yeah,
1: you know, what's interesting is in COVID-19 wards, they actually state that heparin doesn't stop the blood clotting cascade and heparin is an anticoagulant. Guess what else they figured out in research doesn't react to heparin, King Cobra Venom. Oh boy. It'll, it'll clot your blood anyway. I don't care. So this is why they're seeing this happen around the country. They're like, man, heparin's not working, which is <laughs> why guess what does thin the blood, even with blood clotting of King Cobravin NAC and acetylcysteine in one research study after another, they've even used it in surgery, just given NAC intravenously. And it works better than heparin and warfarin at, at creating uh reduced blood clotting during surgeries because yeah. that's what you're worried about in mm-hmm. surgery better than heparin or warfarin ever did NAC. this is why the fda said in may of 2020 they were going to stop allowing supplement companies to sell nac uh, that was why and they said they were going to change its registration from a supplement to a prescription drug it's because they knew of course their, their yeah, venom of course. weapons caused blood clotting and we were going to start seeing it and that the vaccines that are going to have venoms in it were going to cause blood clotting, so they had to take that out of circulation. It didn't work because every company that sells an AC, thank god, sued the FDA, so they backed yeah. off of that. But that was exactly what they were trying to do.
0: Well, uh, Dr. Lots of saying- people, another, oh, yeah,
1: was snake venom doesn't cause blood clotting, yes, it does, <laughs> it absolutely does. King cobra venom has two components a coagulant and an anticoagulant, and all they have to do is Isolate out the coagulant and then inject it inside of you, put it on a spike protein or call it a spike protein and put it in the water or air, or wherever. Uh, if you want to know my real feelings, I don't think a virus is involved at all. I personally believe it's yeah. just weaponized venom. And in fact, for all of you who would like to know, what's the Latin historical definition of venom? I mean, sorry, <laughs> I already screwed it up. The Latin historical definition of viruses is venom. So, what if they are just using venom and calling it viruses and then injecting the world, weaponizing venoms all around the world? They've been mass manufacturing these in, in uh, factories around the world in biological weapons labs since 1975. They don't even need real snake venom. I mean, look at it. Up. Type in yeah. CNN, CNN Health, snake venom can be made in a lab. Just look at it. Up. CNN reported on this as early as a long time ago, 2020. Snake venom, you don't need a flipping snake anymore. You just need a lab. We can make as much snake venom as we want. Uh, now the World Economic Forum is making drugs out of snake venoms. Yeah, really. Insecticides now out of snake venoms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Anyway, they're just weaponizing venoms. They know it's the most toxic substance on the planet. Snake venom can be made in a lab. CNN Health. There's a great article on there, man, from like 2020. It's pretty phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, look there at that. we go. Let's, just click right the first one. And then look at the second one. It says snake venom boon. That means there's a lot of money coming this way. Snake venom is a boon in research for life-saving drugs, CNN. Yeah, right. (laughs) Anyway, you can go read them.
0: Look at that.
1: Yeah, look at that. Snakes could be the source of the Wuhan coronavirus. Yeah, no kidding. I showed that actually in the uh, Watch the Water documentary, that article.
0: Yeah, yeah. But Anyway... Well, I tell you what, man, um, as always, yeah, this has been uh, a very educational experience and, and also infuriating just because this is clearly just as intentional as it gets. And thank, thank God that there's there's people that are at least waking up at this point and seeing exactly what's going on. Um, I feel really, really bad for the people that were were fooled. Um, but to your point, if they take NIC, maybe, maybe that's something that can help them, you know, if they start to experience clotting or they have problems. So. Or start smoking that it right or start smoking packs, <laughs> packs, packs Nicot- of cigarettes
1: nicotine is the number one yep. protective agent against these venoms number two oh. is macuna prurines which is an extract of the velvet bean plant number three is uh, vitamin c and nac or nac you can just put that at number three selenium at 200 micrograms it's phenomenal and uh but i don't know if you knew this did you know that ivermectin? is inhibitory to snake venom. Did you know that HCQ since 1975 has been known to inhibit snake venom poisoning? This is why Gee. they did the using this stuff. Yep.
0: Gee, everything that they banned, everything they banned. Hmm. Uh, ma, just it's insane. That's it's all anecdotal. Yeah. Yeah. All this evidence is anecdotal. It's crazy. Yeah,
1: that's right. So anyway, they're well, weaponizing venoms. They're making drugs out of venoms. They're poisoning us with venoms. They're making, they're causing cancers with venoms. They're causing diabetes yeah, yeah. with vaccines. I mean, they're just poisoning the planet and then experimenting on all of us. Don't buy into the experiment.
0: Doctor Artis, I know you got to run. Uh, we appreciate you being on with us. Um, anything you want to leave us with, uh, including um, you know where people can find out more about your research.
1: Sure. If you want to follow what I'm doing, just go to thedoctorartistshow.com. That's where I put most okay. of my information. The T-H-E-D-R-A-R-D-I-S show.com. Most of my articles are there. On the home page of that site are still the three interviews I did with Mike Adams that lays out all the documents. That the first chapter is how I found out or how I figured out COVID-19 was actually weaponized venom. The spike proteins are venom. Italy, they found out it was venom. And then in the second one, it's my worries about remdesivir. And I cannot wait to tell the world what I just figured out this weekend about Remdesivir. That will answer the question that it is venom. And then number three uh, is all about how I came to the conclusion that the vaccines have venom in them. And that explains all the adverse events. And I just want to end with this. There is not a single side effect or symptom that you get from COVID that isn't answered by venom. There is no side effect or adverse event to the shots that aren't 100% actually related to venom side effects it's the only thing that explains all of them and there's enough evidence to support that that is all the case for example did you know that the loss of taste and smell is a published side effect of venom after snake bites that can last for years it's on the nih's website the nih says that that is not a virus side effect it is a venom side effect so anyway i just want you to know that's one thing and then 2 they you're showing these videos of people after the vaccines that appear to be hallucinating like they look around mm-hmm. all over yeah. there go to a catatonic state people have had me on their shows and they go it looks like they see demons or some demons taking over do you think the vaccines are cursed and this is what i tell them no mike look it up as they show me this stuff i'm like no look it up mike visual hallucinations after viper bites <laughs> it's a published side effect of venom the moment it hits the blood brain barrier and crosses into the brain You get hallucinations, paralytic effects. You see these people fall over and they go paralyzed and they die. This is what venom does. And every rat that gets hit by a venom or rabbit or mouse, whatever, they all do the same thing. They roll over and go into a catatonic state with their arms and legs straight out as they take their last breath. But visual hallucinations is a public side effect of venoms. And not just the Russell's Viper, like you'll see right there, but you can open the article. There are studies in Bangladesh that show schizophrenia is a result of snake venom bites they even say it creates hallucinations like you see listen here psychosis depression ptsd all of these are published psychological side effects of venoms in the body after a snake bite and i i not i've done a few shows to talk about this stuff but it answers the question about what these people are swiping at as they fall yep. over and die they're hallucinating that's called hallucination people and that these venoms do that and now i wonder Now I wonder, as the World Economic Forum talks about all these life-saving drugs from venoms, Mm -hmm. what if the people being given drugs for either antidepressants or high blood pressure drug that has venoms in it, what if they start seeing crap and hallucinating and then are being diagnosed with schizophrenia and being put in institutions or psych wards? What if that's the effect of venoms and they know it? Anyway, it gets really disgusting. I really hate it all, but... Just avoid the pharmaceutical industry. It's all sorcery. It's all evil. Just avoid it unless you have a bullet, your arms cut off, you're in a car wreck, there's some work exposed, only go to the emergency room. Let them stitch you up. Don't go go Mm -hmm. take vitamin C as a supplement for a bullet wound. That ain't going to fix it. Go to the emergency room. Trust them to actually save your life and then go home. It's amazing what they can do to save your life in a short, acute situation. Mm But after that don't trust them for anything else i mean anything from now on into the future anytime a medical doctor opens their mouth assume they're lying to you even if they're not first assume they're lying and then go home do your own research and then pray to god and have him tell you what's right for you because he knows you better than anybody else and if you have faith in god ask him do i need a drug a surgery supplement change my diet what is it really believe in god trust that he'll answer you and just listen to the still small voice or the peaceful feeling or trust your gut if you want to call it that uh, anyway put more faith in yourself and in god than in science all day long
0: amen brother dr Artis, ladies and gentlemen um look into his work and you're are gonna have you back on brother because uh we i feel like i could talk to you for seven days straight and we wouldn't even get to everything so we'll have you back on soon uh, stay on with this here just for a minute. I know you got to go, but just stay on just for a minute. Uh, after we wrap up, just, we have a couple questions, uh, uh that we have for you, but, um, wow. Thank you for all of that. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. And I know, uh, hopefully everybody out there listening, uh, was, was paying attention to everything you were just saying. Um, and, uh, folks don't forget freedomfirst.tv. Um, this is the place to go. If you want to get the truth, you want to get uh, evidence, you want to get all the information that you can to wake up your friends and family, go to freedomfirst.tv, put in the code monks, you get a 25% discount on your subscription. And with that being said, Dr. Artis, God bless you, brother. God bless you for everything that you're doing. You're we greatly well. appreciate it. Um, uh, and um, God bless everybody out there listening and God bless America. And until next time, be safe and well and have a great evening.